The hurricane is coming. You can feel it in the air. Anxiety starts to build. Pressure mounts. What is your plan of action? How will you navigate the storm? That's how it feels when you encounter a challenging supply chain crosswind. You seek to find the eye of the hurricane. That is where we live. Dunavent. Logistically speaking, we're at the center of it all. With more than 60 years of experience in logistics innovation, Dunavent is a family-owned business that has the knowledge to ensure global and domestic shipping practices are efficient and effective. Dunavent generates supply chain proficiency with outstanding, attentive, and expedient customer service. For more information, visit Dunavent.com. Happy Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Great Quarter Gals. I'm your host, Keely Nix, and it's just me riding solo today. Grace Sharkey is taking a much-deserved personal day with all of the work that she does for us here at Freight Waves. So I'm super excited to be hosting my first solo episode in a couple of weeks after some weeks on the road and some weeks taking some breaks due to our future of supply chain coverage. We've got a really good show for you on the way, talking to one industry leader who's recently made a huge jump in her career. And this career jump is something that I think was a long time coming if you followed her career from its start and the developments that she's made recently. We'll talk to Kendra Phillips, who just recently joined Aurora Innovation here coming up in just a little bit today. Before we get into that, though, we want to talk a little bit about the news of the day. There's some great stuff going up on FreightWaves.com right now, including everything all the way from talking about sales with Grubhub, talking about what's going on with stores like GoPuff and some e-commerce fulfillment. But what we really want to talk about, still staying on that thread of things going on with Aurora, and that's Aurora Innovation announcing a brand new partnership and expansion for their commercial line haul trucking pilot in Texas, which is actually launching ahead of schedule for the group. So we're super excited to bring this news to Aurora, from Aurora, that is, fits in perfectly with our conversation for today. So Aurora and FedEx, they've announced that they have expanded the pilot program in Texas, which autonomously moves FedEx shipments on additional commercial lanes in Texas. And Aurora's been running in Texas for a while now, so that's super exciting to see this expansion And now with this, we've got in March 2022, the next-gen autonomous trucks. They started transporting FedEx shipments between new terminals in Fort Worth and El Paso. And that lane is one that's been used a ton by all of the autonomous companies for really data gathering and just making sure that their product is great. And so this is exciting to see this expansion with now this partnership. And talking about this lane specifically, since the commercial pilot began September 2021, the deliveries of FedEx shipments have been 100% on time, which is huge and a great proof of concept, I think, when it comes to the value of the autonomous movement. And it's been done during all types of weather conditions, all types of conditions out on the roadways. If you know anything about driving that road from El Paso to Dallas, you get really everything out on that I-10, I-20 corridor. So it's exciting to see. And huge news from Aurora there is they continue to be one of the leading companies in the autonomous freight space. And with that, Kendra, we're going to ask you to join us today and say thank you for being on Great Quarter Gals. First of all, it's exciting to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. And so you just recently made this move to Aurora, as I mentioned, to start 
And with that, things have just kind of taken off at the company. You've got this project expansion. You are the vice president of logistics and project operations, partnership operations. So you're kind of in the throes of making these partnerships and advancements happen. Can you talk us a little bit about your role? Absolutely. So it was a very big decision, as you said earlier, to decide to leave Ryder after 16 years and come to Aurora. But I did so because I'm a huge believer in this space and specifically a huge believer in this company. And so my role is to really help operationalize uh, autonomy when it comes to the trucking side of the business. So as you said, we have a handful of partners, some who are public, who we've talked about, FedEx obviously being one of those. We're running on the road today with them, uh, but we're doing so in pilot mode, right? We're running autonomously with safety drivers in the seat. My goal is to really help the company transition to the point where we are doing this commercially, autonomously. And our goal is to begin doing that in about a year and a half in Q4 of 2023. And that seems like it's still pretty far out, right? But we know that how quickly things move in the space, that that timeline is going to be here like in two seconds, basically. And you guys have been running now in these lanes throughout Texas for quite a while. And you guys were some of one of the first companies really to come to fruition and put this happening, even with the safety driver in the cab still. Can you talk a little bit about how that growth has really accelerated in the last year or so to get now Aurora to that point of having that 2023 Q4 goal? Yeah, it's been really exciting to see. And as I said, one of the reasons I did decide to come to Aurora. So they've had a handful of partnerships. FedEx is one. Uh, Werner is another. US Express, Covenant, Uber Freight. Um, So some big names in the industry. And Aurora has been really strategic in the way they pick their partners. They're trying to ensure that they've got partners from all walks of logistics so that we can get different experiences, understand commercially, how are they going to use autonomy? How does it fit into their operations? And how do we make sure we're delivering a product that uh, our customers can utilize, leverage, and gain significant benefit from? And so that growth, as you said, has been really essential to this. We work with the partners not just to run a pilot on one lane, but to expand into multiple lanes, to expand the volume we're running on each lane, and to really challenge ourselves operationally so that we're getting different experiences as we go. And it's great because it's a mutual benefit. Our partners are learning a lot about autonomy and how that's going to work. And then we're obviously learning a lot about their business and how to best build a product that suits their needs. So with the autonomous freight space, there's a ton of people operating in different ways, different models going on. Talk to us, just let's walk it back a little bit. Talk to us about where Aurora sits on the level of autonomy and then on the mode that you guys are doing. Yeah, great question. So Aurora is really interesting. We're one of two players in this space that are tackling both the trucking side and the ride hailing side. So Aurora has built a common core tech platform in the Aurora driver that can be used in either mode. Uh, so again, they're, they're really on that class eight, uh, long haul trucking, L4, let's get the driver fully out of the truck. Um, and then also focusing on that, that ride hailing. And the neat thing with the common core tech is every vehicle makes every other vehicle smarter. So as our cars are experiencing something like a few weeks ago, our, our car side actually learned how to do the Texas U-turn and anyone from Texas knows what I'm talking about, but I've spent a lot of time in Texas and that U-turn always trips me up. I'm not going to lie. Um, but the, our cars learned how to do it a few weeks ago. And so now our trucks know how to do it, right? And, and that's the beauty of this technology is we're able to learn 
on both sides of the house and really share that. And as one truck gets smarter, the whole fleet gets smarter. As one car gets smarter, the whole fleet gets smarter. And so it's a really exciting thing to see. But but uh, I'm going a little further than what you asked. Aurora does both sides. So that Texas U-turn, correct me if I'm wrong. That's the one, because I live, I've lived in Texas for a little bit, right? My parents live in Dallas now. That's, you get off the freeways on Texas. And if you're all the way in the left-hand lane, it takes you directly in a U-turn under the overpass to get you on the other side of, of the front intro. That, right? That's what you're talking about? Yes. It's the one where it's like, you're going to, you potentially just mean to be going left, but instead you go all the way around, like you're describing under and you're back going the opposite direction. Yes, yeah. it throws me off every time. So learning how to differentiate and handle those is, is a challenge in autonomy and something we've tackled. And that's super crucial, especially when it comes to the Aurora driver on the passenger side, but even on the freight side as well, because that can kind of make the difference between a load getting off in the right place, then flipping back around, messing that up in the lane change, and then ending up having to go another six miles the opposite direction to get back off on the next exit. And can you talk a little bit about that, about how this process in partnerships and operations and testing has gotten you guys to the point now where those mistakes don't necessarily happen often with either the ride hailing side or the freight side? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, our process is we have, uh, I'm going to speak to the trucking side because uh, I think it's, it's easier to keep it narrowed down. Um, but we have uh, vehicle operators who are CDLs who drive our trucks. And when we decide we want to tackle a new challenge, they're actually going to go out and experience that first manually. So driving the truck as they would as a CDL. Meanwhile, our tech is mapping and understanding exactly what they do and how they as trained CDLs are, are handling what they're experiencing. Then our, our Aurora um, driver teams are going to take that and really model that plus any additional safety behavior and build the technology to, to mimic what that CDL would do, but, but in then some, right? <laughs> because they're, they're adding in additional safety features and ensuring that everything's being done um, exactly as it should be. And then, uh, then we'll go out and we'll test that. So they'll, they'll build the tech, they'll design the Aurora driver to work in a certain situation the way they want it to, call the Texas U-turn. Then they'll create test scripts like you might for anyone else and say, okay, we want uh, our, our, our operations to go run this over and over again in autonomy. And again, we'll have that, that CDL driver in the, in the seat just in case, but then we'll go and run that test in autonomy and we'll check it. We'll run it over and over, check it over and over until we're really confident that we've experienced it enough times and we, we know we've got the tech right and we can handle that situation. So it's a very iterative process, uh, but it starts with the real world and it goes in, into the engineering design. It becomes the Aurora driver and then actually goes, it goes back to the real world and we test it until we are fully confident in our abilities. And we're able to handle all types of scenarios. I mean, I think you mentioned it earlier, but construction is a you know is a challenging one because things change all the time, and, and we're really able to to manage construction and and manage changing road conditions. So it's exciting. It's an exciting time in autonomy to see where we are, and it feels like it's maybe been a while coming, but we're really getting close to that finish line. I 100% agree that it's incredibly exciting to see where this is. And there's a ton of buzz about it from really every aspect of the freight community. And I think we've gone from kind of this almost fearfulness of autonomy, fearfulness in, is this going to take my job? Is this going to make things more unsafe? To even in the just the last year, a little bit more understanding and acceptance. And part of, I think, the part of point, the point of partnerships 
is to drive forward that understanding into pieces of the industry who have maybe been reliant on traditional ways of doing things and making them understand that moving forward isn't replacing them. It's just assisting to the things that they do in their day-to-day lives. So when you're talking about forming these partnerships, how do you go about explaining that process? And how do you go about talking to people and telling them, you know what, we're here to help you, not to make you obsolete? Yeah, absolutely. So a part of Aurora's vision to, to the question you're asking, we are going to be selling the Aurora driver. So we are not becoming a carrier. We are not looking to operate a fleet ourselves. We're really looking to sell Aurora driver, driver as a service. So in one way, that really helps. We're not trying to compete with our customers. We're, we're trying to give them um, an even more powerful solution for them to bring to their own operations or to their customers. But how do we educate on that? It, it is through that partnership. Um, one thing that a lot of our partners do is they'll come out and they'll drive in the truck. It is very powerful to get that hands-on experience, to get in that truck, to go down the road, to watch it run in full autonomy mode, uh, to feel it run in full autonomy mode, to see how it handles a four-way stop. Um, that was actually when I was interviewing at Aurora, that was one of the things I did do was I, I came out and I rode in the truck. I wanted to experience the tech myself. And that was one of the things that convinced me to take the leap I did is, is getting in there and, and watching the truck behave, seeing how it handles tough situations. Uh, it's very exciting. And so it does help our partners in, in that education as well. And then I will also say to the point you made, I think the industry has um, it has evolved. I mean, people are really looking at this as as another mode or another um, tool in their tool belt and, and a way that they drive more efficient supply chains. And so I think we have gotten over a lot of the hurdles that were out there in the past um, where people were concerned about autonomy. I, I think people are, are excited that it's coming and preparing their operations for it, at least hopefully so. So I want to talk a little bit about your journey from Ryder into Aurora, because it almost feels like now you're on both sides, right? You were in this legacy logistics company with Ryder, and now you're in the future of logistics with Aurora. Can you touch a little bit about on how your experience with Ryder and being in that legacy side of things gives you a unique perspective when you look at where the future of freight goes? Absolutely. Um, So I have to say, I was at Ryder for 16 years, and uh, I absolutely loved it. It's an amazing company that gave me invaluable experiences. And so to your, to your point, uh, coming in from having run operations myself, so at, at Ryder, part of what I did do was one, run um, a large chunk of our operations for a handful of years. And then I actually built tech products at Ryder to bring to our customers as well. So it's a really interesting background to have because I come in and I understand what it's like to build a tech product and think how it should work in logistics. And I know how things actually work in logistics. And, you know, things just aren't as efficient as we all think they should be. And we need to, you know, we need to be prepared for that reality. Um, It is, uh, you know, logistics is still heavily paper-based and email-based and phone call-based. And that doesn't always fit well into a tech product. So how do we prepare Aurora Driver for the reality of what we'll be operating in. And, and that, I think, is the really unique perspective that I get to bring. And, and obviously, our partners bring that perspective as well. So my goal is to help really amplify the voices of our partners inside Aurora and, and really make sure we're, we're all talking to each other and hearing each other as we, as we build this towards the future. 
it almost builds a little bit of trust, right? If you're a partner and looking to partner with one of these autonomous vehicle companies to know that someone in a leadership position, someone in your case in charge of partnerships, has that firsthand experience with actually working on the trucking side of things. What do you think are some of those biggest problems that we see in the trucking side that you've taken now and you're able to bring to the folks at Aurora and say, you know what, this is what I've seen firsthand. This is where the pain points are. So let's try and solve those. Yeah. I, so I think the biggest challenge in, in with supply chain in general, and certainly something Aurora is going to be dealing with, is the fact that there isn't common technology. So everyone has their own TMS. Um, there are obviously big players out there, but most people have built their own. Or if they've bought an off-the-shelf product, they then have um, changed it so much that it's not, no longer recognizable. So uh, when you're building tech products, and certainly when you're building Aurora Driver, Driver as a Service, um, we have to understand that it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all, right? Some partners are going to be EDI only. Some are going to be API. And um, some aren't even thinking about how they integrate with us yet. So we really have to understand that there's going to be a bunch of different ways of integration and interaction with our customers. And we have to be ready for that. I mean, just a bill of lading, right? If you talk about a bill of lading, we're going to need to have a copy of that bill of lading to be running the trucks, but um, some customers can give that to you electronically and some cannot. It will be paper-based. So when you're a, a building a digital product, how do you handle that paper-based bill of lading? Um, so those are the types of things that, that we have to be ready to account for and to solve. Uh, and, and that's the reality of operating in, in supply chain and logistics. But I will say on, on the, the other side of that, I do think once uh, autonomous trucks are really in the industry and they have a strong foothold, there's going to be so much with the tech of that truck and with the data around the truck that I do think it will really help kind of take that that next step for the industry overall, where it gives everyone an even greater incentive to become more digital, more transparent, share information across systems. And so I do think, you know, when we look back five years from now or 10 years from now, we're going to see a big leap uh, in efficiency gained through kind of the, the forcing of the tech hand through autonomy. That's a really good point that you bring up that handoff of digital to paper-based or the, the EDI to the API or the willingness and ability to make that leap is something that's going to be kind of a struggle, I think, specifically for the autonomous groups getting started. And finding that even foothold is really important when you're talking about developing these relationships with partners, relationships with carriers who are choosing to yeah. use the Aurora driver technology. And of course, you're going to run across people who are like, this is the way that we've always done it. Why do we need to change to do that? Yes. What type of education do you guys provide for people who are maybe a little bit stuck in their ways? Or is there is there a slow roll into autonomy that you can let them get into? Yeah, it's a great question. And honestly, I've dealt with that question a lot of my career, right? There, there are going to be people out there that you can't change. Uh, and, and especially um, some folks who have done it the same way for 30 years or 40 years, they're not going to get on board. But I do think the vast majority you can. And um, there's going to be those fast movers who totally see it and get it and want to be a part of it. There's probably going to be a large chunk of, of uh, you know, our customers' population who are a little bit more hesitant and, and want to sit back and wait and see. But I, I do think that's the beauty of the pilots we're doing. So as we continue to scale up with our customers, run more lanes with our customers, get more integrated into them, it gives us that time to really win over those who might be a little bit more reluctant and, and what we have a year and a half until commercialization. So it gives us lots of time to really get there together. 
and continue to win each other's trust. And, and I think that's the way it's done, right? We have to prove that we're going to make it fit into the way they operate and that we're going to drive value. And they have to learn, they're, they're going to eventually get to the point where they really do trust the Aurora product and the solution that we bring to them. But it will take time. It's not an overnight thing. Absolutely. And so going back to that operations thing really quickly before we finish up here, I want to touch on a little bit about what happens after the Aurora driver exits the interstate. We're talking about running on that El Paso to Dallas lane. Mm -hmm. It's pretty straight. It's pretty straightforward running those lanes. But what happens when you guys get off the highway? When the driver exits the highway, now you're looking at that middle to final mile piece of the puzzle, right? You guys mentioned that you have the passenger side, the ride hailing side of things. Does that make it easier to connect the two pieces since you have the passenger side and the freight side? It's a great question, but our, our strategy is actually slightly different. So what we are doing right now and part of my job is to build terminals. So to your question, when the truck gets off the highway, it's going to go to an Aurora terminal. Um, and at that point, we'll drop the trailer and our customers will come and take a local shuttle, go to the yard, pick up their trailer and, and take it back to their facility or to their customer's facility, depending on their, their business type. Uh, so that's what we're planning right now is that terminal to terminal network. The reason for that um, is it allows us to scale geographically faster. Mm -hmm. So the real value of autonomy is that utilization of the truck, right? Keeping that truck going, having it on enough lanes with high volume freight. And the, the best way to do that is to be able to scale city to city faster. If we have to focus on getting to every customer's endpoint or every customer's customer, uh, we could sit in one geography for a very long period of time doing that, right? And that doesn't allow us to really scale the, the level our customers need. So by, by focusing on terminal to terminal first, we can expand geographically. Uh, and then eventually our, our goal is to, to get to where the customer is in the terminal, right? The, we're going right from customer operation to customer operation. But we do think it will, it will take us a little longer to get there because the value is from having that geographic scale first. Absolutely understandable. It's, it's the low hanging for the ones that are there, right? You want to pick those ones off first. And speaking of goals, yeah. obviously you just made this transition from Ryder to Aurora, but it's never too early to think about what you want to do next. What are some of your goals specifically, either in this role at Aurora? What are you looking at? Where do you want to take the industry next? Yeah, I, I love that question. So um, I, I have a lot of those. Uh, but I would say the the biggest thing for me, my goal is to get to commercialization uh, with Aurora with, on the trucking side. Uh, I believe I can do that for and really help the company get there. The logistics experience I bring, the product experience I bring, it really enables me to visualize exactly what we need to do to get us to market and create that roadmap to get us there. So my that is my 110% focus. I am very excited about it. And then um, to your other question, some of the other things I want to do is I see a, a lot of the value-added items that can go along with autonomy for our customers. I really want to um, be able to dive into those and bring even even more value to the market. But my first and foremost goal is, is getting us to commercialization. And last question before I let you go today. Do you have a dream company to partner with? Do you guys have somebody that you're looking at that you're like, this is who we want to make happen with our Aurora driver? Yes, but I, I cannot say who. <laughs> so sorry to have to end that way. We'll keep it, we'll keep it tight-lipped. I and wish you know I what? could answer that. Maybe we'll just keep an eye out for it in the future. Every time you guys announce something new, I'll be like, is, it, is this the one? Is this the big one? We'll That's see. the one. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kendra. If people want to learn a little bit more about you guys at Aurora, where can they go to do that? Absolutely. So if you go to aurora.tech, you'll learn a lot more about us. It's an amazing company. 
challenging some of the toughest product challenges in the industry and really hoping to drive more supply chain efficiency. So thank you all very much. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Congrats on the move. And we're excited to see what you guys do. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. You as well. All right. And so you heard it there. Head to Aurora's website and get a good look at what they're doing. Huge things in the autonomy space, of course. And, you know, a great interview. I wish that Grace was here because I know that she nerds out on the freight tech side of things. So she would have thoroughly enjoyed this. That does it for our episode today here of Break Quarter Gals. But as always, you can catch us Tuesday afternoons right here at three o'clock on Freight Waves TV. And if you miss any of our episodes, they live live and on demand on tv.freightwaves.com inside our brand new Freight Waves app, which you can download and then head over to our YouTube channel and give us a like and a subscribe as well. If you want more freight, if you just can't get enough of it, well, you're in luck if you are a Sirius XM subscriber because we have our very own show on the Road Dog Network that's channel 146 on Sirius XM. Normally, Grace Sharkey is the one hosting Drive Time. That's on every weekday afternoon from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock Eastern time. But today we have the one, the only, the very, very talented and energetic. He gives me a run for my money when it comes to energy. Thomas Watson is going to be taking over and hosting for Grace today. Thomas is, of course, our enterprise fleet expert here at FreightWaves. He hosts his very own show as well. He hosts Loaded and Rolling, which talks all about enterprise fleets. You see him in the mornings on FreightWaves now with us here. And I get to join him for a little bit as well. If you guys missed the news on LinkedIn, I just took on the full role of senior meteorologist here at FreightWaves. So stepping back into my weather roots, and we're going to be talking all things about hurricane season, my journey to becoming a meteorologist, what forecasting for freight means, how important it is to get those weather forecasts on time and correct, especially in this industry as well. So that's going to be this afternoon from 5 to 5.30. We'll also have our senior market researcher, Tony Mulvey, on the show today as well, as long as some other guests. So make sure that you're tuning in to that. Thank you guys for watching us. We'll catch you next Tuesday right here at 3 o'clock. You can see us tomorrow for Freight Waves Now at 9 a.m. One, two, three, go! Oh! Oh.